Hey guys, welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. It's me, Joey. We've got Paul in the house today. What's up? No T. Uh, T's away. He's traveling up north, doing a recce for the big Jungle Brothers expansion. More on that next week. But um, I just wanted to fill you guys in on a couple of things we've got going on. We have a rest and recovery workshop happening within the gym on next Saturday the 13th. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, which will be on Monday, it'll be Saturday. Um, Saturday, we've got, it's, a, it's a, a tribe members event. Uh, all the tribe, our, our gym members, they come for free. Coach Dylan's gonna be running it. It's gonna be, he's gonna be riffing on rest and recovery and really uh, the big ticket items in that realm for a couple of hours. It's free for members. If you wanna bring a friend, they gotta pay 20 bucks. Uh, you can register on that through our, you'll see it on our Facebook group and on our Instagram and that kind of thing. Um, the other thing we've got going on the following weekend, so on Saturday the 20th, is we have this month's BJJ Beginners Workshop. So if you are local to Botany and you are interested in trying BJJ or perhaps had a bit of experience with it in the past but have, have had a big layoff, um, you should come along to that. That's also gonna be free. It's only, it's capped at uh, 14 people. Um, so you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to register for that too. And again, you'll find the details on our social media channels. Or if you get our newsletter, it's all there. But um, good to be here today. Uh, we've got the coffee from Panavore. Uh, I need the coffee today. I'm feeling a little bit tired, Paulie. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm a bit tired, huh? You're a bit tired? It's my default state. It's the end of the week, isn't it? Parents, end of the week. T's not here, we got like a litre and a half of coffee to ourselves, bruh. Well, we got a shitload. <laughs> I, man, and I actually went to Panavore this morning to pick up the coffee and have breakfast. And um, I had, I was like, I'll have one coffee because I'm going to have coffee on the show. So I was like, I'll have one coffee. And then Tree, with his incredible service, I had finished my breakfast and he came out and said, I've got your next coffee on the way, they're making it now. Oh. And I was like, oh shit. And they, yeah, they bring it, it's a fresh, delicious little piccolo latte. Can't oh, say no. Yes. But it's a big caffeinated day, Fridays. Okay, yeah. With, yeah. with, with what we get to drink on the show. Yeah, me too. Um, which ties us in very nicely to mm-hmm. uh, what we're gonna talk about today. Uh, we're gonna go into the realm of, of recovery a little bit, and this is kind of quite a timely topic, as Paul is a recent purchaser of a fitness wearable, uh, fitness wearable, health wearable, fitness tracker type deal. Uh, and myself also, I've been rocking mine for a few months. Paul's a bit new to the game. Um, so we're going to just kind of riff on that a little bit and uh, break down like why we did it and what's mm-hmm. good about mm-hmm. it and you know sort of reservations and whatnot. I've always hated that name wearable. Tash was I said oh I'm getting a wearable and then it came and it was like hey, this is my wearable. She was giggles when I say the word. So like, why do you say wearable? It sounds like a codpiece or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh damn. I'm... But yeah, it's a, it's like, a what wearable. Is it? It's a wearable, and I, and I guess I, I'm new to it. I don't usually like to wear anything, usually, when I'm moving around. I used to wear a watch a lot. That Did one, you? Yeah, I used to wear a watch. I used to wear a watch on set all the time, back in the day on film sets. I used to, I thought it was my responsibility to do a good job to have, because it was all time-based. You're anticipating shooting times. So I always had a watch then. I don't mind wearing them, but since then, not having to have one, like, I don't want to have something extra on me let alone something that has a screen on it that has like stuff on it. Like my watches were always analog. It's like the white face with the hands. Yeah. You've ever seen one of those before kids. The ones that the smart guys wear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I'm like, she said, what's a, why do you call it, what is a wearable? I was like, ah, oh, it's a bit of technology that you wear that takes some data down and helps you to perform better. Would that be an, a kind of, yeah simplified way of putting it yeah totally that's what it's been defined as i mean you know you could also say that uh, it could just show you how bad you're performing as well right yeah yes. you do what you do and it will tell you yes it's unbiased that's right um or that's its goal on that watch thing i used to wear a watch too occasionally had a g-shock i still have i quite like it um yeah, yeah your big green one big green one yeah but i find uh, as soon as you start practicing handstands or anything where your hands are on the floor the watch is really um, restricting and it like presses into the back of your hand. And yes. so you're just like, I don't need a fucking watch. And we all carry a phone now. Yeah, that's so right. it's not actually like you need to know the time from your mm. watch. It's more of just a, an accessory. Funny, because we're talking about the work this week. Remember the meeting that we were supposed to have the other day that I missed? Well, I missed it too. And you missed it too. It was great. And I um, was reflecting with T, Ty on why that happened. And I was coaching underneath 
the mezzanine and I can't quite see the clock so I have to step out from underneath it to just eyeball the clock and come back and you know when you're coaching someone and they're in sets and you're talking between sets and coaching like you try to avoid walking away from them so much and that's how my you know I've lost track of what time was because I couldn't see it directly when I'm under there uh, right. so I was like oh maybe I'll start wearing a watch for the same reason why I would on set to be a professional to keep my, my session moving you know because I don't want to check my phone but now I'm at a end here because I've got this wearable I'm like where do I put my watch now <laughs> got, You've got two wrists. I've got two wrists. Seems a bit over the top, doesn't it? Going from none to like two things on my body. Yeah. I saw a mate the other day who's who kind of one of the one of the few people that influenced me to go to Whoop. And um, Whoop, guys, is the is the brand of wearable wear we're talking about. So you'll hear us say that a bit. We call it we call it Whoop in Australia. When you listen to them talk it's an American thing. It's called a, a whoop. Whoop. Yeah, they call it a whoop. whoop. But we say whoop. Because it fucking sounds cooler. Oh, no. I'll fucking whoop, whoop your whoop. ass. I'll whoop yeah. your ass. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's that's the one we're wearing. That's the particular brand. Um, fuck was I talking about? Yeah, old Nobody. mate. He now wears it up on his bicep all the time. All the time. Because he just, whatever, he just didn't want the tan line. And I think he wears a watch too. So he's like, I just kind of want the watch to be the feature. Well, yeah. yeah, I get that. Whatever. Yeah, I'd probably be into that. Having that option just because... People ask you about it. Yeah. What is that? Mm. And you don't always want to have the conversation. It's true. Um, yeah. Why, um, we, we mentioned before, a bit tired, young parents, young dads, um, very happy to be part of the club. What is it about, like why, you know, why are we saying, why are we tired? Why is it that sort of thing? Like end of the week, parents, what's the, what are you, what are you going through? I'm just busy, just life's busy. And I think if you, you're out there and you're trying to achieve things, you know, that, that, that take you, you know, in business and life that isn't necessarily the easy road at all. And I feel, feel like that's what we're doing in a sense, both with home life and with business. Like we haven't picked a freaking franchise where we just sit back and just go, you know, we're, we're building something in. It's tough, like you, there's, there's only so many hours in the day you want to achieve great things, you're a very curious person, you want to learn martial arts, you want to socialize and stay connected with people, and you don't want to be, you know, so it's just hard to manage all those things and, and also get the right amount of sleep and be optimum. It's, it's a big ask, it's a big ask. And I guess, you know, I, I came to try the wearable grudgingly over, you know, when they when did they start coming out? Gar gardens and stuff like that. Yeah, Fitbits and stuff. Fitbits. It's probably been about ten years, I guess. Probably something like that. Yeah. So I'm like super late to be even considering it first, and then actually getting one. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think I, I needed one. You know, I don't need one, and actually, right now this week having it on, it's telling me all the things that I already knew. But it's 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 telling me with a little bit more information. And for me, it was more about like recognizing that um, being, you know, if you're busy, you're so, I am so busy, I'm, I'm kind of numb to my intuition at times. I'm not as dialed into my intuition because I'm trying to do these things. And yeah, I, I do have them and I should be calling upon them and being more present and stuff, but I'm also trying to get things done and I, and I want something you're living that, that hustle I'm life. I'm living the hustle life. And, and why should I not try to try something new that can potentially help me bring my focus towards that? Because I, I need someone or something kind of to keep me accountable to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I, I, I struggle with it. I struggle with it. Like, that's it. So, and for whatever reason that is, like, I, uh, the way I was brought up and, you know, not being put to bed early. And I, I've always had those things and I don't have someone there to help me go to bed all the time. And, and this is just something that's just kind of shifting my perspective to learn more about it. And I definitely don't plan to stay on it the whole time. It's not like I want this, this thing to be telling me when to go to bed and I don't want to develop that self-discipline. You know, I'm trying to just have it get me out of a, a thing. Yeah. Coach me along a little bit, like you would a PT. Yeah. You wouldn't deny a PT. Why would you not go and see a PT when you're in a bit of a rut? 
That's right. One, maybe on. one of the great PTs down at Jungle Brothers Correct. Strength and Movement. You That's know. Right. Yeah, they get you back on your feet. Gold back, standard. Yeah, and then you're training again or whatever that is. The same as this, I say, it's like, I, um, I'm going to use it now to get me and my focus back there, get my habits back in, and then say goodbye to that PT. And I say this, and I'm looking at you, but I'm just looking at how I would explain this to Tiora. <laughs> Basically, because we know T's like, like fuck that. Oh my god, the ridicule started straight away. Yeah, yeah. T's a T's an older generation from us. Stuck like, in the ways. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't a bit of them. bit of a luddite, you know. Doesn't really embrace technology. It, you know, it's um, we as a brand, Jungle Brothers. We're kind of we we like things a little bit more. Uh, we like things with less accessories. We like things a bit more pure, a bit more real. That's mm-hmm. kind of really built into our brand. And you could argue that uh, a wearable in that sense doesn't really fit the brand, right? Like we don't, we don't like people wearing gloves when they're training. Like people get mm-hmm. sore hands, like don't wear gloves, just let your hands get tougher. Unless we, you're punching. Like, yeah, that's right. But like, gloves but like weightlifting gloves and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we don't like, you know, we don't like people wearing knee sleeves or shoes. Um, because again, it's like, no, just let your feet toughen up, build strong knees, like, you know, that mm. give your body the opportunity. And so the intuition that you talk about is one of those things to develop, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, but you know, what we're sa- what you're saying is like, well, I'm actually kind of happy to have something. I'm keen to try something that provides a bit of external accountability mm-hmm. to things that, yeah, I, I could go and find that in, like I could learn this shit myself or I could just embrace this thing because it's a really good little shortcut and it's going to allow me to do a better job of these things like now yeah totally yeah that, that's it really um, so let's see what happens with it but yeah as I said it's like the orthotics for Tim Branson it's like you put someone in orthotics and a lot of is it pediatricians podiatrists podiatrists they don't have a plan on how to get off it most yes. of them and that's his his thing is like he'll put someone in for a period but the idea is to get them out not to wear them for the rest of your life it's the same thing with this sort of thing I think that's where it's like it's okay to do this I'm not going to wear this for the rest of my life say that now your life is changing in front of my very eyes um yeah I um I had an interesting chat with um one of the girls that I trained this week uh she trains jujitsu and Jiu-jitsu is a, an interesting one, but you like any kind of fight sport, but uh, if you train combat, generally the best time to train, like the best classes are in the evening. Yes. Um, and the tricky part about that is that you're training, like it's really high intensity, right? Jiu-jitsu training, as you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of effort, it's a lot of output, like your nervous system is getting super jacked up when you train. And like I train Tuesday, Thursday nights till 8 p.m. So you tra- I train till 8 p.m. and then it's like, maybe 15, 20 minutes at the gym after, just to chill out, stretch a little bit, get your stuff ready, and then you go home and you don't get home till, I usually don't get home till about 10 past nine, and then you have dinner, and it's like 9.30 having dinner, and then you're like, fuck man, I gotta, I gotta get to bed, you know? But you've literally jumped in the, trained hard, jumped in the car, come home and shower, stuffed your face with food, you're like, I just wanna sit on the couch for 30 minutes, have a hot drink, catch up with my partner, like, you know, you just wanna have this little mm. wind down, tricky part is is that with that kind of schedule you don't end up going to bed till 11 or later and it's very easy to sort of drag yourself off to bed in a rush and still be quite neurologically jacked up mm-hmm. and can't sleep right it's a classic thing like for any anyone who trains fighting or even other stuff like even if you come and do handstands on a Wednesday night Jungle Brothers I'm sure people can identify you go home you're like I need to go to bed and everything's in place I should be asleep now but I'm just awake Mm. Um, so the problem is when you, when you have that kind of training schedule, but then you also value getting up early and doing the early morning training thing. So she comes and trains with me in the small group bulletproof thing, which we start at 7am. So it means, you know, to get there, you're kind of getting up just before six and then you're getting out of the door 6.30 to be here at seven. Man, if you've trained jujitsu the night before and at her gym, which is in the city, they have classes that go till 9 p.m. They have like a 7 to 8 and an yes. 8 till 9, which is excellent if you're, I don't know, a hospitality type person and uh, whatever. you got a couple nights off and you want to mm. go train and you don't get up till 
9 30 10 o'clock each day because mm. you start work in the mid-afternoon that's right but if you're trying to be that person that gets up early 6 a.m let's say uh, and you're not going to bed till 11 that's like a seven hour window and what we know is that and we know this now from wearing these things and tracking the data that in a seven hour period let's say you you kind of got into bed at seven and you fell asleep pretty quickly and then you woke up at six um you probably only sleep for six hours of that so there's an hour in falling asleep there's an hour in disturbances throughout the night you have to go to the bathroom so it's six hours and like that's six hours is not enough like six hours they say is enough to get by as a general recommendation but not when you're working full-time training jiu-jitsu in the evenings weightlifting in the mornings like you got a hectic schedule on right so you know there's a there's a there's a a societal thing there or like a cultural thing where it's like well i was talking to her about i'm like look you're in a tough spot because you're coming in here at 7 a.m three times a week you can't really be training that late at night you gotta you know or maybe you can a couple of nights a week but you got to be balancing this shit out and i deal with that and i'm sure you do too as a pt and a business operator um you work late sometimes and then you got to come back in early in the morning it's a classic pt thing it's a fine line at the moment this is kind of why i got it yeah yeah i'm doing that book ending for the days and just trying to figure out because in some in a lot of people's cases as you could say in the case of the client just don't train in the evening yes but you know or don't work in the evening and in our case it's like well that's my living i have so to I have to yeah on both ends of the day so it's like okay well i need it these are things that I can't change or I can't just be an adult about and I have to do these things so how can I you know so it's making me think oh okay well really I should be recovering this much I'm not what do I have to do you know and that for me starts to push me into the importance of well maybe you actually need to reschedule your PT that's right maybe what can I change what can I change and what I'm thinking of doing now is going to do taking all martial arts off the evenings and going to lunchtime classes. That's that's new thought. The ideal. Yeah, yeah, because they do lunch times, and um, yeah. So it's. I mean, these are the re- like. I, what you were talking about is the situation I was in. I mean, led to this as well because I, I haven't trained this much in years. Like volume wise, at the moment, doing seven plus sessions of stuff, and I'm trying to manage that whole timetable plus the work on top of that, and. Um, I just needed some help to manage it. Like I, I wasn't managing and this recovery coming overnight, coming in this morning, it's not quite working. I did a session with Susanna this morning after having my highest strain day, like just doing, we did jits and sparring last night. It took me half an hour to warm up this morning to get, get the yeah. system going, you know, and it's just like, okay, well, is this worth it? Or should I be resting more? Should I be doing the session in the afternoon when I'm generally warm up? And, and you know just just helping me um, to maybe think about what I'm doing and how to, how to you know how I can make changes to make make it better you know I want to keep doing all the stuff just need uh, something to point to the questions we should probably talk a little bit about um, the wearable itself that we're talking about yeah um, have you ever had any other ones like did your G-Shock do heart rate no okay I know as has got a pretty slick Garvin, Garmin, Garmin, Garmin. He does heart rate, and from the little time I've had this thing, I think that a lot of the other wearables mainly measured heart rate. Don't quote me on this, but is Whoop's point of difference the heart rate variability that they've also put into the kind of algorithm? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think they they yeah. So they have. Yeah, like they they all kind of, I think they all track kind of similar things, mm. but how they process the data and then present it to you as a user yes. is unique amongst totally. them. And I think uh, Whoop have come up with a very cool interface. It's, it's you know, you, you just wear this thing. It doesn't do anything besides, it's just a sensor. Counting your heartbeats and making. Yeah, and it, it sends data to your phone and then you've got this cool app and you can look at all this stuff on the app. Yeah. But so yeah, what, is, what does it tell you? It tells you like you can see your heart rate, you can see your um, uh, respiratory rate at night, you can see your heart rate variability, which uh, is a bit of a is a, is a is a bit of a thing in terms of recovery, 
uh, it's, it's measuring the intervals between heartbeats and simply put those intervals which are in milliseconds so they're very quick uh, those intervals for a healthy strong heart that's like in good shape and, and, and um, for a nervous system that is well recovered those intervals will actually vary slightly so when you measure it you want to see variance so a high heart rate variability is good low heart rate variability is bad in simple terms but yeah so it measures that what does it give you it gives you like a strain reading which is measuring your cardiovascular effort on the day yeah um and and then it gives you a whole bunch of other shit right like it's telling you how many calories you burn it's it's got a sleep code just telling you what time you should go to bed how much sleep you need tonight based based on the previous day's strain and the previous day's sleep and all that mm-hmm. stuff uh, I mean, you're at an earlier stage with it, so you're more, you know, in that discovery phase of it now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's essentially um, something that you wear on your wrist or on your arm. Can you get one that, where you get it on your chest? But it's just a little... I think you can kind of wear it anyway. Doohickey. It's a little square thing with a band on it. There's no screen on it. It's just like taking your heartbeat on your wrist. Paul was a bit upset that you couldn't play Snake on it. Oh, yeah. like how do I fucking access the video games on I didn't thing? actually look into it that much I look, I was thinking about it for a long time but I didn't look into like uh, you know how does it work like I didn't look I saw yours and I just kind of assumed there was a little screen on it so when it came out in the box I was like how do I open where do I flip the thing open so I can like press button yeah <laughs> Joe was laughing at me um, but yeah it's a, so it's there's no screen on it as such it's just a little thing um, and it's yeah, it's kind of weird because like, I was. It just takes data from you in the same way that any other wearable would. But as you said, uh, Whoop in particular, uh, prese- it's how they present it to you. And it seems to me that uh, Garmin, and I saw as is yesterday, and from how I've observed from the outside, their branding over the years, they're very exercise sports related for you know, endurance, running, etc., things that you can really, you know, you measure with um, your cardiovascular output. Um, so when I looked at his, there's a lot of emphasis on exercise times, comparative times, yeah, distance. His steps. does GPS, doesn't it? Tracks GPS. his runs and yeah, 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 all that right. stuff. Whereas the Whoop seems like they're not competing with that market and they're, they're doing something for the regular person. It can be used for exercise and stuff, but they haven't poured all of their resources into making that part the big part. It's more like about simplifying recovery for someone and being kind of ready for activity in any given day. So it's not just it's not just for the athlete. And I, I would say that it's got limited function for the athletes if who want to actually record and compare and that sorts of things. And I've only been a week. Can it do that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Okay. Yeah, I think that it's, well, it's about recovery. It's not, a, it doesn't tell you where you ran. Yes. But it's about recovery. And I think, you, you know, if you're an athlete, that's, that's your bread and butter, right? It's like, how do I recover better so yes. that I can perform better? I guess what I mean is you can't put activities next to each other so if i do if you know because we can log activities when we do activities we let it know i was doing martial arts between 5 15 and 6 15 and it's great i got my heart rate there the highest heart rate spike the average etc but i can't put that on the screen next to every 5 15 to 6 15 thursdays and compare them and then have information comparative information oh i see whereas do you know what I mean? you might be able to you get your monthly report oh, okay okay cool yeah potentially yeah but either way i like how that they've simplified um the concept of strain and recovery mm. um i think that's very useful for people who aren't in our industry like it's quite easy to understand for the normal person yeah, so, I mean, how did, how did people understand these things in the past? Um, there's been some simple methods of measuring recovery, which have been used for a long time. Uh, weightlifters have traditionally used grip strength testing, which was a common one. You, you set a baseline of, you use a dynamometer, which is what we have one of in the gym. Um, we still have that? Yeah, I got it. I bought it on Amazon. Oh, yeah, it's, in my, it's in my box over there, but you measure your grip strength maximal grip strength with it. Uh-huh. And the idea is you establish a baseline over you know, a, a 14 day period or something and then establish, all right, this is my 
baseline when I'm well recovered. So would you. And then you could check, you'd come in on a given day to do your lifting and you could retest it. And if you're within a certain range below or above, that indicates you're under recovered or, or um, adequately recovered to train hard today. Was that kind of widely considered a good way? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, very, very accurate, you know, because it, it's measuring neurological function, right? Like, can, mm. you, can you express maximal strength right now? Mm. It, sure, it's got limitations like anything does, mm. but it was, it's, you know, been widely used. Um, you can also measure, there's methods of heart rate variability that people use as like an app, I think, that you hold your phone camera to your finger and it measures, it shines a light through your finger and it, it's reading like heart, heartbeat via blood flow or something like that. Mm. Like so, you know, and you can, you can check your heartbeat pulse in the morning and put it on a graph and, you know, so people have been doing this stuff. So like you said, it's just found a way to simplify some of those things and put it into a format that's kind of easy to digest. Mm. Um, and you know I guess the, the one thing that stood out to me about what you said earlier was um, being numb to your intuition mm. and I think that this is um, uh, like an idea that I was talking about with this girl which is that we there's things that we can do in our day to day life there's things that we do every single day that make us numb to our intuition like they're things that distract us uh, from what our body is telling us, right? And those, those things are like um, being really busy, right? Super busy, like you're just thinking about work, think about what you're gonna do next. Uh, caffeine does that, right? Caffeine just makes you, gives you energy. So you're, you're, you're all of a sudden numb to the fact that you don't have any energy right now because you mask it with caffeine. Mm. Alcohol does it, cigarettes do it, uh, eating sugary foods, um, lights do yeah. it right like if you have if you're around bright lights all the time like that's going to keep you up because yeah. it's going it's, to it's going to reduce your body's ability to recognize that it's nighttime and you should be asleep right so your circadian rhythm gets all fucked up uh if you're in the book uh, why we sleep by matthew walker he talks about really good book by the way if, you, if you're um, interested to know more about the sleep piece quite a short read but um he talks about one of the greatest how does he put it one of the biggest uh, fuck ups for want of a better word for humans and sleep was the invention of the light globe oh yes and as soon as because prior to that it was like candle light campfire light you know you had to make these lights so really illumination was rare and it was centralized mm. whereas as soon as we invented light globes we started mass producing them we started filling our big cities with street lamps I think it was gas street lamps at first. Um, and, sorry, so it's not a light globe, it's a gas lamp, mm. which is a precursor to a light globe. But uh, all of a sudden the streets are illuminated. So people are walking at night, restaurants are open at night, you know, there's this thing going mm. on. Mm. So it's like, we all know when you go camping, as soon as the sun starts to go down, you've had dinner or whatever, you start to get tired, right? It's a very natural process. The sun is setting, sends a very direct message to your brain. Hey man, the sun's going down, it's time to go to bed. You're like, oh, feel, feel super sleepy. You check your watch, it's like, man, it's only eight o'clock. How good's that? You're just starting your jujitsu session. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So you, you think about that, like in comparison to the natural world, it's like, fuck, the, the, this modern thing that we're in enables me to be really oblivious to those signals. It, mm. it enables me to shut those signals out. Mm. And if I can't shut them out, there's, there's like chemicals and compounds and stuff I can, you can take that will shut it out for me, like yeah. caffeine and yes. YouTube and whatever. So um, it, it's, it's, it's really something to acknowledge. And I think that for folks, it's important to try and be aware of those things and be mindful of it and give yourself opportunities to feel that awareness. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, going camping every now and again and experiencing that, being back out in nature letting your circadian rhythm like uh, perform more correctly and then you just sort of slotting more in line with it mm. um giving yourself time away from caffeine for a period so that you're like okay i can actually just feel how i'm doing maybe not just pumping a coffee first thing in the morning because it's just your way of getting energy but little things like that are really important and i guess when we talk about say these these wearables um we don't want to use the and you touched on this self we don't want to use the wearable as an excuse to not build awareness around those things. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, and I, I think like with the um, the growth of um, you know modern technology playing a huge part in that distraction and 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 the kind of numbing of those 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 intuitions, like me taking this bit of technology is like me fucking going getting back at it. I'm like, why can't why shouldn't I? Embrace. Uh, there's so many technologies that we engage in every day that is, you know, it's serving the strain side. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's my laptop, you know, YouTube. It's, it's, it's the TV, it's the lights, it's my phone. And I just feel like now that I'm, I'm like grabbing a bit of technology, it's like, well, I'm going to use this against you sort of thing. Like I'm, I want to use fight this fire with fire type thing. It's like, well, uh, I'm willing to embrace technologies to harm myself. Why am I willing to embrace technologies to help me? Mm. And 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 that's kind of where I was like, well, fuck it. I will take some ridicule potentially, and I'll, I'll have a go at this thing and see. You know, I never like to be a slave to anything, um, except the company that you own. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> and I don't plan on being a slave to this thing. And I was thinking about that, you know, like I've already started cutting my coffee down and I do, I feel a bit like a slave to coffee sometimes because I have it. I will cycle off coffee from time to time. And now I've already cut my coffee in half this week because I want to see how that affects my data Yeah. type thing or, or my, my recovery. And I know it helps. I just want to see the numbers, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, and I was thinking, yeah, can can you become a slave to this thing? Can you be reliant on this thing? Was my my thought, and I thought, oh, I don't think I can be reliant on it because all it's doing is giving me data. At the moment. Yeah. Is there a scenario where you get addicted to that data? Well, I, I think guess. so. I mean, I think we, we ultimately become reliant on every technology, mm. you know, it's kind of the, it's the good and bad of technology, right? Um, you know, imagine if you didn't have Google Maps or Waze and you had to go back to using your Gregory's. I was a pro with it. Sure. Bet you were. I you were. These days. I don't need it. I, know, I can get everywhere around these days. <laughs> but yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, though? I do. I do. Like, it, it's like, oh, yeah. fuck that. Like. It's so easy to use my phone to map where I'm going. Yes, that's right. Um, and so it's like, well, yeah, there's a trade-off for that. The trade-off for that is you can't use maps anymore. Mm. Like, you know, you're kind of out of practice. I'm sure if you put one in front of you, I'm like, you could figure it out again, but there'd be a, a, a you know, a, a period of upskilling and whatever. Um, what? Sorry, go ahead. So I guess like the, similar to the, to the whoop thing, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's giving you the data. You can find that data elsewhere or you could just use it and let it do its job, mm. which kind of is like outsourcing. It's like when I um, get a coach to write a strength program for me. I could write my own, yeah. but I just want to free up some brain space and I'm like, well, I'm just going to get someone who's thinking about this shit to do it for me. There's the accountability piece, but there's also the, you know, the outsourcing nature of it. Yeah. Uh, outsourced nature of it um, so so I'm like cool I'm happy to do that sure I'm not getting practice at programming at that point but whatever I'm more interested in the benefits you know so I do think there's that I think yeah you could get really addicted in terms of letting it run your life and all of a sudden it's like sorry Tash I can't sit here and talk to you tonight because yes, I need to yes, be in bed right now yeah. like you, yeah. you know you could let it dictate your behavior a little bit too radically yes or excessively um, but I think that, you know, taken with a grain of salt, yes. you're just trying to be informed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, and I, that's a good point. I was trying to point out the, the cons, cons of the potential downfall pitfalls of, of, of having one. That's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, and I think there's being a, fit, a person in the fitness industry, it's very easy to get caught up in that lifestyle right like i mean i don't being optimum all the time yeah like optimum performance sleep perfection kind of thing like super perfect diet all the time like you end up being super fit amazing shape but you got no friends your partner doesn't like you 
there's no life outside of the gym, you know. I don't think you can... I mean, it's never been our vibe here at JB's. Mm. Uh, especially, you know, at least for you, myself and Tiora. But I don't think any of our members really resonate with that kind of fitnessy attitude. Um, but also as a father, right? You've got three kids, you've got a partner. Like, mm-hmm. you can be as optimum as you want. Those fucking kids need your attention and stuff and you just have to give it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so there's, there's a nice organic way of balance being maintained there, I think. Some people are probably also... Um, be on the phone too much potentially that's just a, with the app yeah with the app checking yeah. it out all the time and we know that when you check something on your phone you're going to go easier to social media and fucking go in a black hole for half an hour and then you're like what do I just get on my phone for usually yeah yeah. so there's, there's that too but yeah look I, I, I mean you know for me it, um, I, I don't really have a, an issue being reliant on technology I'm kind of the same as that, that I'm thinking I'll use this thing for, I think I got given it as a birthday present. It's got 18 months subscription. So I'll use it for 18 months and then I'll probably get rid of it. I think I'm hoping by then I've established, okay, these are the habits that I need to maintain and the things yeah. that are good for me in order to, to keep, you know, on track with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, at that point, once I've had the education on it, it's like going through a good strength training program. I don't, um, I want to be able to do it myself. Yes. I don't want to have to have that person on the outside that I'm outsourcing to forever because that's 100% reliance um, yeah speaking about uh, how to get off it say and learning from it I guess um, I've already had the experiences and this is kind of what I wanted out of it and it's only been four days but the data it gives you the data say for your sleep this is a simple way it tells you how much time in bed how much of that time is asleep, awake, number of disturbances, REM, deep sleep. What do you call it, slow wave? Yeah. Whatever that is. It's deep. Or short wave, short some wave. shit. Um, and based, it doesn't tell you, it doesn't speak on all the other factors on how you got there. That's up to you. So when I get that data, it's up to the individual on how they, what they do with that data. It's trying to stay as unbiased as possible but uh, I guess what I'm saying is like, if you don't have the intention to learn from it and get off it, you, you might not, you might just, you might not get off it or you might stop wearing it and you haven't learned really from it. Mm. So my intention going into it is that I do get off, well, I want to learn from it. It's not like I just want to get off it, but I want to learn from it. So I get data each night on my sleep and I think about what did I do leading up to that? And then I'm making the changes. I think that's kind of an important distinction to make on how you learn from the information rather than just being a bit on autopilot. Yeah. Just receiving data back and going, oh, that was shit. Oh, I had a better sleep last night. Yeah. Sick. Not reflecting. And not reflecting on what it is. So, well, actually, they, they have, um, they, they help with the questions. And I haven't really gone into that, but they have daily questions. Um, yeah, you once you get a month in, you will that gets deeper. That gets deeper, hey. Yeah, where it asks you more questions, then it gives you a report that gives you correlations. Oh, okay. It, you know, it shows that when you drink alcohol the day before, your you know your REM sleep is typically reduced by X percentage. Like little things like that starts to you know, so you can be like, oh shit. So it goes down. Having a glass of okay. wine like each night midweek is actually taking away from my sleep quality yes yes reading a book in bed has actually been beneficial like that's one thing for me if i read for 10 or 20 minutes for bed uh it, it improves my deep sleep duration that's cool yeah it's real it tells cool. you that yeah Mate. but it needs time and your responses to those questions yes to be able to start to give you those bits of info yeah sure um tell me what do you like in terms of like real world like habits what do you um Tell me where you go wrong. Tell me what you've already mentioned, like the, the training uh, in the evening and then getting up in the morning and that kind of thing. Where else do you fuck up? Um, yeah, so I would say that what you just described was scheduling. I think I need to do better about scheduling my weeks in a more responsible, sustainable way. Right. So that's the first one and probably the biggest one. But give me the specifics there, because there's people out there listening that are like, yeah. I'm fucking up. Oh, dude. So what? Like, wh- what do you do? Well, I know. You I'm watched the Netflix doco midweek last week, right? right? Tell me about that. I, well, I get home too late. 
you know, I want to be able to do these wind down things. I get home too late to be able to wind down and get to sleep with enough time before I have to wake up again. So I don't have enough time in my own house per day to do the right wind down, etc. Where I fuck up is I wind down anyway because I personally find it like cannot just come home from work, have a shower, ignore everything, go to bed. Yeah, you need a bit of wind down. I need a bit of wind down and I, I need to read the news a little bit and catch up with the day because our type of work here is typically I don't go to a cafe, read the paper and have a bit of me time to get in here and maybe that's what I should be doing. I come in here and I'm out the gate and I'm working all day. And then by the time I get home at night, that's like the me time where I want to like look at the things that I'm interested in. I want to hang out with Tash, have a conversation with her. If she's not dead tired and going straight to bed, there's also responsibilities for things that you have to do as well. You have to do with household admin, computer or bulk clothes or clean up. You know, I usually go home. Um, dinner's there for me, thank God. I'm very grateful for that. And I'll clean up the house. It's just, it takes time, have a shower. And then there's the evils on top of that. And that is watching fighting videos. That is wanting to watch a Netflix doco in the middle of the week. Because um, you're like, I, I like to watch shit. I want right. yeah. a bit of this in my life. Yeah. yeah. And in some cases, I'm, I can't wait to get home to watch something. Because it's usually sports related. Yeah. Because you know, sports are like, they're events that are always coming up. So they're exciting, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not just movies that are always sitting there. So it's like the anticipation for the event. So I know it's there this week, so I want to watch stuff around it. Plus I'm learning stuff here in business and I want to watch something or listen to something. And I started it this morning and I want some more of that. So it's just like, and I think I explained in my post, it's also just like being generally curious. I know some people, I don't know how they do it, where they're just robots. Not robots, but they're really good at just going home, going to bed straight away, getting up, coming straight to work. Film industry, we used to work really long hours. People would do that, and I just don't know how they do it. I used to really struggle with that. I mean, you're really tired. You usually fall asleep anyway. You could only stay awake for so long. Yeah. But some folks, Steve Daly was really good at it. Good friend of ours. Was he? Yeah. Go home, sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd go sleep and he'd be, well, he used to freaking go home to sleep and get up at like 4 a.m., go to any time fitness, uh, yeah. biceps and come to work at 6 a.m. Chalky milk in hand. Yeah, blowing trees. Yeah. <laughs> but, but um, so yeah, I guess, yeah, those disciplinary things, I could definitely get to bed earlier. What else? Is there any, is there any, you know, do you drink alcohol at night? Like, do you ever go home and have a beer tonight? Rarely. Midweek kind of thing? Yeah, no? rarely. Um, yeah. Last night I had a glass of shardy because Rachel was over. Ah, oh, Rach. Rach. Who's Rach? Uh, Grace's mum. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was over and they were having drinks. I had dinner and I had a glass of wine, but not usually I don't drink alcohol during the week unless, you know, Kate's got a bottle open or something, but no. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, Potentially, do you, do you train? Uh, maybe sometimes verge on overtraining. Yes, yeah, that that's that's kind of what's happened now. Uh, I, I like pointing out all these fuck ups for you, by the way. Yeah, um, if you. Yeah, it's the it's the training aspect at the moment because I'm trying to get more done. I want to do more, um, so I'm trying to squeeze that in. Yeah, and it's a bit of a problem I find, and I keep talking about it in the last couple of weeks with a few people. There's a lot of people starting martial arts in the gym. Heaps of white belts. There's all that coaches starting jits and yeah. they're at the beginning stage and I can see their frustrations just from the outside. And then also sparring and stuff, new people to that. And the problem is I think with that is the skill acquisition factor means you have to put heaps of time in and heaps of reps. A coordination things need lots and lots of reps every day constant. It's like I was explaining it like, you know, jits once a week really very difficult to get your plane off the ground yeah. to start flying. It's like trying to read a book 
where you read one page a week. I was, exp- I was like, it's a great way to put it's it. It's a good way to put it. You, you need to consume it to get into it. And at the moment, for me, I'm like, fuck it, I've got to do martial arts four sessions a week for me to get too grappling, too striking. Like, I, you know. So a lot of, lot of competing obligations there, right? Because yeah. on paper, if someone was coming to you and said, look, um, I want to, uh, I want to train. Yeah. Uh, I got three kids. I run my own business. Um, I work in the morning and I work in the evening and between those two parts I'm working and I don't get enough sleep each night. I know that. Right. And I want to get good at jujitsu and I want to get good at Thai boxing. And I also want to build my handstand and upper body strength and get some lower body strength in each week. Uh, and I want to do that all at the same time tell me what I need to do and what would you say to that person as a coach I'd say there's too many things there's too many things going on right yeah you'd be like you, you, you're, you're you know in a nice way in your head yes. you're like you're a fucking idiot you yeah, can't do crazy. all that yeah you're there's like one thing there that I'm not doing which is lifting okay lifting well mate you need to get that in because I was looking at your legs before <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like you would say to someone who came yes. in for a consult yeah, totally. you go dude too ambitious scratch the fucking martial arts um, let's get a couple yeah. of evenings where you get a, you know like let's just, let's just get you scared down a little bit yes. get to the gym three times a week strength and mobility let's start with yes. that you know yeah yeah totally and, and those this is like like I know I do know that I'm also kind of like like I said, I, it's a recent thing. I'm going to see how I can go with this high volume. And it's kind of screaming at me in the face. Recovery's screaming at me in the face. It's only been 10 weeks. Um, and... That you haven't slept for? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been 10 weeks where I've been at this volume. So I want to know if I, I can do it. And now if I can get the scheduling right and the recovery right, then can I, can I maintain something like this? Yeah. You know I mean, cause I don't think I'm red light. Like there's, there's room there for improvement. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and also, uh, dependent on the individual, um, someone might have a, a you know, I'm not going to say like truthfully, I'd tell them there's too many things. Do one thing at a time type thing. Maybe. hundred percent. Um, but if that person has a particular goal um, and they're willing to burn that candle a little bit more for that goal, maybe maybe I'll be like, okay, well, let's, let's consider it. Let's look at it. For instance, I'm nearing 40, dude. And if I want to get in the ring again, or, or again, I say again, I the fight, if I want to do a development day over, uh, you know, uh, my time night or something like that, I have to do it in the next two years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to do it this year. I want to go into Jits Comp this year, and I'm, I, I'm like so. I want to get my plane up and running. I want to get the confidence going, so I can do that. So you know, I'm, there's that other competing thing, which is like the goal. It's yeah. like someone wants to build muscle mass but doesn't need it in here. You're still gonna like maybe help them out if it's not detrimental to their health. Like okay, sure, put your time into that. Yes. But it's maybe not the right goal for longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we can make that acknowledgement that sometimes it's it is <laughs> as a young man or a woman. Yeah, it's you know it's acceptable to place glory in front of sustainability, <laughs> right? You saying I'm not a young man anymore? After all, Tyrell said it in Blade Runner, man. The light oh, that burns yes. <laughs> twice as bright burns half as long. Correct. Right, and so yeah, yeah. So I, I get it. But uh, I think that's a, a nice thing to, to paint for folks because yes. it's like, okay, like you're doing something, you're trying to do something that's pretty tough. Yeah. And I think that you're, you're using, you're, you've embraced this new data piece because you're like, I need some help here to manage so that I can set my expectations more realistically. Yeah. I think that's actually yeah. at the yeah. heart of, it's like, yeah, I've got to get my recovery better, but I also need a coach to tell me what you can't fucking do this right. but if you shift it to this you can do that and you can be like alright I can settle on that Yes. and then yeah. it's like expectations are set and I'm happy with what I'm doing yeah so this is my little coach there because I think I, I could maybe get this this schedule happening schedule stay tuned folks a few little bits and pieces. we'll probably make it or we'll <laughs> crash and 
<laughs> yeah. So, so it's been eight or nine weeks. I'll give um I'll give a little like um so I, you know my training schedule is not it's not as ambitious as that. Mm. I'll be honest. Um, at the moment for me it's really um, my my knee rehab work and jujitsu, which I go to twice a week. But I do train jujitsu in the evening and I do a double class, so it's five thirty till eight pm. So it's two and a half hours. Um, and that's a big sesh. Yeah, it's a big sesh. It's a Tuesday and a Thursday night. And I feel, like I said before, I get out of there by about, just before 8.30. Do you teach, Dave? No. No. No, I just train. Um, and I want to get my black belt. So for me, I'm really driven to get my black belt. It's like, well, I've got to keep showing up, I've got to keep improving my, what I'm doing. I'm going to compete this year. Like I'm going to, you know, I've got to, got to keep moving forward with this thing. Mm. But I will get out of jiu-jitsu and I'll check my, my whoop and it will tell me, um, it'll be generally, it'll tell me that I need to be in bed by 10 past nine, which is in like 20 minutes, if I want to get enough sleep to perform. Damn, tomorrow. do you have it set at a time that you get up? Yeah, I tell it I'm waking up at 5.30 because yep. I got to be here at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. And so it's like, cool, you need to get by bed to bed in 20 minutes. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's going to take me 20 minutes to drive home. Then it's going to take me you know, dinner, cleaning up, blah, blah, blah. So on that night, I have to, I'm forced to acknowledge you're going to be slightly under-recovered tomorrow. And yeah. that's a conscious decision I make. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I look at it in a similar way where I think I'm okay with accepting a subpar performance tomorrow in exchange for being able to do this tonight because mm. this is important to me. Mm. But I also recognize that it's not going to be this way forever. Yes. And some weeks it's going to be harder than others. And it might mean that I have to change my approach, say, at another end of the week. So, say it's Friday now, I've got the ability to do a strength session this afternoon, but I'll check what the data show me. And if it's like, mate, you're fucking struggling today, I might just not do the strength work. Mm. Like, all right, I'll just leave it. I'll do a bit of mobility, I'll do a light session just to get, like, get the body moving, but I'm not gonna go and tax my nervous system more because uh, I dig the hole deeper. Yeah. Right? But it might tell me, no, you're actually looking pretty good today. And I'm like, okay, fuck it. I don't feel like it. I'd rather just have a one hour nap, but I'll do the strength work knowing that physiologically I'm in a good position to do so. Yeah, and I'm not cool. you know, digging the hole in that moment. Um, so I can resonate with, with what you're saying there. Um, I was just gonna take the conversation to the idea of strain and um, I guess the work was quite handy how it um, would link you to podcasts to give you more information from, you know, the scientists who put the bloody algorithms and st- the, you know, director of data and stuff. You know, you listen to them chat about it. But um, they touched on something which reminded me about the strain thing. And um, I guess I wanted to point out that the idea is not to never have strain. And strain is good. Strain is good is good yeah in the same way that stress is good yes that's right in the right dosages that's right and, and I only say that because there's the danger of um, people, people people might not think that way they're like oh we don't want strain we want comfort and maybe use this work to always keep themselves in a non-strained kind of zone oh god but, it's people I guess yeah totally totally they're probably not listening to this podcast though. Probably those not. people. Yeah. It's probably like, I don't know. I'm thinking older generation or, you know. I reckon younger generation. You reckon? Yeah. Fuck, people. People that don't exercise. Because for, for Garvin, Garmin, I don't know why I keep saying that. Um, theirs is exercise base. So you're, you're always recovering in contrast to exercise. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas I feel like um, just as a general lifestyle tool, someone who just does regular stuff and they accumulate strain by accumulated little tiny efforts and it's it's a strain scale. Like it's not like a nine is the same for me as it is for someone else. So it's relative to their own thing. So they, they're going to be like, well, the scale is 21. It's telling me that 10 is... What, like what do you know what I'm saying 
they might find themselves in a shitty average and not and 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 I wonder um, if the whoop or the wearables. Well, I I think we've proven today. Were you telling me? I was thinking it's, it's actually not that unbiased. It's biased towards health. Well, yeah, it'll tell you like this is an optimal amount of strain for you to get fitter. Oh, it does it tell you that? Yeah. Okay, well that's cool then. Yeah. That's really cool. And it'll tell you like your strain today is quite moderate, but that's going to put you in a great position for recovery for yeah. tomorrow. Or do, you've overreached, it, which will make you fitter, but you're going to need to recover harder tomorrow. Does it prompt someone for exercise? Because obviously you can accumulate strain from not exercise, from bad stuff. Does it tell you um, like, like um, you're getting, say there's no strain, you're getting like little to no strain. Does it suggest you should probably do some exercise and build up your strain? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. You see where I'm kind of going to? Like I don't... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you're that, you know, that sounds like someone that would be very wrapped in cotton wool. They're out there, and, bro. And trying to, trying to avoid stress on the body. I mean, you know. That's the modern world is all about comfort. Well, yeah, it is. But again, I don't think, unfortunately, we don't have an audience like that. But, you know, no, if, no, if no. You, you know, if, yeah, folks who are listening in that realm, it's like you need strain and stress on your body at the correct dosage in order for you to become fitter, stronger, more muscular, leaner, healthier. Like it's really important. You need challenge. It's this challenge, yes. growth, challenge, growth. Mm. Yeah, if you just, if it's, it's exactly what our, our biology was designed on, right? This mm. trade. But what we're talking about, the realm that we're in, and I think that the realm that most of our listeners would be in, is uh, too much like strain, not necessarily in the way that uh, um, defines it as cardiovascular effort but too much output and not enough downtime yeah like not enough rest not enough recovery mm. for all those reasons we mentioned earlier mm. right like caffeine lack of sleep lights fucking kids family yep. you know social engagements blah 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 um those are the things that you know most people and if we go back to like the podcast we did with john marsh he's like all my chips are on the table that people are too upregulated and they need more downregulation, mm. which is talking essentially about relaxation in simple yeah. terms. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's very timely, but I know for me, you know, as we've mentioned for us in, in terms of bringing us back. Yeah, for sure. And, I, you know, we have this conversation. I mean, that's, the, that's what Dylan's going to be talking about at the workshop this Saturday. Yes. He's going to be like, guys, mm. how do you do a better job of sleeping? What's good sleep hygiene? How much do you need per night? Like without using a tech piece of data, it's just like, how do you fucking, you know, blocking out the lights, having good bed, uh, sleep hygiene, um, making sure that you have a process before you go to bed and you enact that every night and you know, blah, blah, blah. What do you eat so that you're recovering well? How do you get enough protein? Do you need carbs after training? You know, all these little things that you can do. That's, I think that's really what people are most in need of, huh? Yeah, for sure. That'll be a good one next Saturday. I um yeah I, I I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the journey with this thing. I don't think it's for everyone, uh, and I do I, I kind of make the joke sometimes. Like when I I bought one for Misa when uh, early on in her in her pregnancy, and I apologized when I gave it to her because I was like, sorry, because this thing's going to show you how shitty your sleep is for however long once you know baby's born. But it, you know if I look if I look. Um, looking at that it's actually been beneficial even though it shows we've got a team together where we can both see each other's data each day mm. and um it's really cool because i can see that she had uh, a shit sleep or i can see that she had a better sleep doesn't necessarily she mean she's going to feel all that much better or worse but it just indicates things it informs us to make better decisions at night so where we would like like after jiu-jitsu say last night i would come home we'd have dinner together it's quite late our typical thing is have a, a hot drink after dinner, chill out for you know 20 minutes, maybe put the TV on, maybe watch something for 30 minutes. Um, but for me, I was like, no, I'm going to bed. I finished washing up, no hot drink for me. She wanted to, and I know that she can get a little bit of extra sleep this morning. I had to get out of the house earlier, so I'm like, I'm just gonna go to bed. I wouldn't have done that before. I would have just had the hot drink and, and paid a, 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 a higher price for it today, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that that works really well. Um, 
adopting those habits. And one thing I know in reality that I've already changed, I've recognized that I like to watch something on TV. Like I like to watch a movie each week. Um, I'm re- you know, we're both really into movies. So I've always liked to watch a movie. Now that we're not watching TV as much through the week, it's like, all right, well, how do I watch a movie? We've got to do it on the weekend. So Saturday night will be the night where we'll put a movie on. And if we don't finish it, which often happens because we get tired, right? Like by fucking 10.30 or whatever, we'll finish it on Sunday, but we'll often finish it during the day. And I, and I wouldn't have done that in the past, right? I'm like, no, it's the daytime. I should, whatever, be cutting the grass or go out to the beach or walk the dogs or something. Yes, yes. Um, whereas now I'm like, no, let's, there's like an hour of the movie left. Let's sit on the couch and like watch this film. Yeah. And it's cool because I finished the weekend and I'm like, I got to watch a movie this week, which is important to me. Exactly. Whereas previously I would have squeezed it in at the wrong end of the day and paid a price for it. So I do think there's some very cool adjustments to your habits off the back of understanding or knowing the, the data. Did you tell us why you were against them originally, wearables? I don't think you did. I, yeah, I just, I, I have a... I guess I have a bit of a sort of feeling that people don't do the basics well enough. Yes. Anyway. So I'm like, people don't train consistently enough. People don't move regularly enough. People don't eat well consistently enough. So why try and like look into the final details to like get the fruit that's really up high on the trees rather than just eating the fruit that's right in front of you? Mm. So, um, and we have a tendency, I think, as humans to want to do that. It's like someone starts jujitsu and they're like, oh, I want to buy like the new fucking leg lock instructional. What do you think? Like I've been watching and I'm like, you don't need that information. You just need to show up three times a week and do that for a couple of years. And then we can talk about you watching instructionals of really complex high level um, jujitsu sequences. Yeah. So it's the same idea, right? It's like get the low hanging fruit first get all the easy gains and then let's talk about the shit that's you know more out of reach so I kind of see in a way we've graduated we've graduated we're here man <laughs> we're up high but you know, you know it's also that that way that I view it is not necessarily the way yeah. it's just how I tend to have a template of it in my mind mm. for the majority of people but you know as proven like maybe you're like in your example there's certain things you know you're not doing Mm. However, maybe grabbing that piece of technology and having your head in all that data mm. enables you to do a better job of that stuff. Mm. That is a positive result. Nobody can argue that. And that was what drew me to it. Uh, so I was always like, fitness wearable? Like, I don't, I just need to, I know I need to get more sleep. I know I need to fucking um, prioritize recovery a bit more. I know I should spend a bit of time, you know, practicing my breathing or whatever. However, I was talking with friends who were using it and I asked them, has your sleep improved since wearing this thing? And they all said, yes. So you're like, like, okay. Well, fuck, I can't dispute that. Yes. Yeah. So do I want an improvement in sleep? Yeah, I do. Or I'm going to get one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's kind of two perspectives on it. But ultimately, I think if it moves you closer towards what you want, great. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, how I came about to it also. Uh, I consider you a very credible source who doesn't just jump into things lightly. Obviously, did the research on it, and you were already seeing good results from it, and giving me positive feedback. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Um, here's a question off the back of it: What other technologies do we use? This is a question for both of us um, that help uh, health and fitness. What are the, is there any ones that we kind of engage in that we that help us? You know, if you're really just trying to strip everything away, and then like go, okay, well, what is it? We use timers. We use clocks. You know, and I know, you know, some people in different training modalities don't like to use clocks or timers to measure things because it's an intuition thing. You know, having a hold until you feel fatigue or a position shift. What other technologies are there? Like, you know, simple ones like that or even complicated ones. I mean, I don't really use any other apps. There's calorie counting stuff. I've never, I've dealt with it enough to be able to talk about them and help my clients, but I'm also you know intuition type guy like you said use yeah i don't mind i don't stuff. i'll use a calorie counter yeah, i like you know my fitness pal or something like that works yeah. well um yeah but I, I guess beyond that i can't really think of anything we don't really use any other apps i mean obviously we use software in the gym to manage a big group of people but for the training itself and 
I've tried like sleep trackers, the early apps on the iPhone and stuff. Yes. Yeah, any good? Uh, nah. Oh, well, I didn't like them because they just told me I was sleeping like shit all the time. Do you have a light clock? That's a piece of technology that is trying yeah. to counter the effects of technology. Yep. So yep. that one, yeah. That, that's been real good. That's good, hey? So it illuminates the room at the time that you set, so you wake up naturally to blue light? Uh, yes. Well, no, it's not blue light. It's, tung it's like a tungsten light. Yellow but light. it wakes you up with illumination rather than noise. Pretty cool. Which is that which is nice. That it take me like an hour away. <laughs> <laughs> well, it backs it up then with noise, so uh, it, it has the sunrise setting. So the light dims up over fifteen or thirty minutes. You can choose, and then uh, after a couple of minutes at full mm. illumination, it will run a soundtrack of your choice. I have like a bird chirping thing, so like drink, 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 and you're like, oh, wake up to the birds and the light. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. It's usually Misa wakes up first. She's like, turn the fucking light off. The room's so bright. <laughs> the baby's fucking illuminated. Hattie's illuminated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That reminds me, um, Marco, uh, he used to have, um, what is it? The, uh, his alarm was set to on his phone, and I did this for like a month. Uh, fucking piece of inspirational music. Um, and that was the Lion King thing with it on pride rock and it's like nah, nah, nah. oh wow that would be like the alarm clock that oh. would wake me up in the morning was it actually that'd be a, a bit harsh wouldn't it um it was pretty it was pretty harsh it was harsh enough to like ugh, yeah pull you out of whatever dream you're in yeah and then it was like oh oh i'm on pride rock <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of funny but yeah i had to get rid of it it was it was a bit too harsh but it was just a memory but yeah i strongly rate those light clocks Good. I got the Lumi. I think it's made by Philips. Okay. Lumi, L-U-M-I-E. Get yourself one. On the back. I've got one of those 13-month-year-old um, clocks. You know those ones? She's 13 months old. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right yeah. on. Funny thing, it goes off all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken, I think. <laughs> yeah. She got just googling it, like, making noise or crying? Uh, making, she's got a bit of a cold at the moment. Right. So, yeah. Just waking up um, and her sleep's changing during the day a little bit and her schedule's changing so her sleep's just a bit disrupted she's getting up screaming yeah nah, poor um, thing. yeah and uh anyway last night was good she only cut up once and she didn't really cry which was good win huh win win take them where you can get them yeah man um well maybe that's a good idea for a future episode we could do it off the back of dills's rest and recovery workshop but we could talk about um maybe some of the key things for rest and recovery. So besides this technological piece, yes. what are you doing? Like, what can you do from a food perspective, from a rest perspective, from a breath and kind of mindset perspective? The stuff that he's gonna go through in the workshop, we could paint that out for folks on the podcast. Yeah, sounds good. We'll wrap it there. Guys, uh, thanks for listening today. Thanks, Paulie. Thanks, Panavor. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot of it, tag us up, post it on Instagram. Helps to support the show, helps to, uh, so we can keep doing bigger and better things. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, and if you need any help, get at us junglebrothers.com or on Instagram at junglebrothersmovement. Episode 100 next week, yeah? Episode 100. Stay tuned. Big one. Beats, bro. <laughs> Bye. Ciao. <laughs>